0: Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast where we are loving God and loving His people. It's all about Him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing His kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word. As you stand to your feet, go ahead and turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3-9. through 9. Is what I'm, I'm going to be reading. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 through 9, and then we're going to move and jump to verse 16 through 18 in the King James Version. Amen. Are you there? Amen. Are you there? Amen. Hey, amen. Y'all here? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. So it says this, verse number 3, it says, But if our gospel be hid, It is hid to them that are lost, and who on whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Verse number five. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God who commended who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In verse number seven, it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency may be of God and not of us. Verse number eight, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down but not destroy. Now go to verse um, 16. Drop down to verse 16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. <clears throat> verse number 18. While we look not to the things which are seen, but at the things which are are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are what? They're eternal. Father, we bless you on today. We magnify you, Lord. We see you bigger than any, any situation, any circumstance, anything that we may be experiencing at this present time. We trust you in all things. Now, Holy Spirit, we know that you're already here. You met us here. As a matter of fact, you live on the inside of us. We need you to be the great teacher. Open our hearts, open our minds to receive your word on today. God, that bring forth fruit in our lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. Father, we love you so much. We could do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the master's name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God said, amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king. Hey, man, wave to your neighbor right quick. Hey, man, I need to grab me a. Hey, man, hey, man, I had to get a little agua. Hey, man, so we're going to get into this word real quick, and then we're going to let you guys go home and finish what you didn't finish on Thursday. <laughs> amen well just a, just a um, few weeks ago or last week, a couple of weeks ago we actually finished our series on prayer amen, were well, you guys blessed by that series amen, we tried to go from the beginning of prayer there's so much to talk about on prayer but I want to encourage you to please go back and listen to the podcast as it concerns prayer and for those of you, or those that are, are still believing God for your heavenly language, continue to ask him for it. Amen. Amen. What Amen. I just I encourage you to do is exercise it. That sounds, it sounds crazy. You would say, well, I, it hasn't manifested. Exercise it. It's there. Amen. God has given it to you. So there's no distinction. And one of the things we wanted to bring out in this teaching is that there's no distinction. People to say, do you have the Holy Ghost? Yes, I have the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, that's not necessarily the evidence of the Holy Ghost that's living on the inside of you. It is a byproduct of him being there. The evidence came out of Galatians 5. Amen. The fruit of the spirit. That's the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But he has given you this other tool that's incredible and it's a heavenly prayer language where you talk to him and him alone. Because you know we don't always know the right things to say. Right? So he knew, he knew, he knew us. He said, listen, I'm going to bypass that whole thing that they have and I'm going to give them a way to communicate straight to me. Amen. And that's through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I encourage you, man, to, if you may be driving down, this, down the street and you begin to open your mouth, the next thing you know, man, you're, you're giving glory to him and you're, you're praying in your heavy language. There's so many times, even in my life, that I'll be walking around the house and for whatever reason, something will come across my mind and it, it may be something troubling me and I'll begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And guess what? All of a sudden, the peace will come upon me. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. And I promise you it'll happen the same way to you. So continue to act and continue to seek him it. Amen, somebody. Amen. We talked about the different parts of a kingdom. Every kingdom has these five, five essential elements. I want you to know this. I'm going to say this quite often, time and time again. You have to have a ruler, right? You have to have a king. Yeah. Uh-huh. Next thing, you have to have rules. Uh-huh. Something can govern you. Uh-huh. right? Then you have to have some way to exchange things in that kingdom, currency. Uh-huh. So for the kingdom of God, our king is who? King Jesus, amen. The rules that we are governed by is this holy word. Amen. Yes, the currency that we have is not the almighty dollar, amen. It's not the yang, it's, it's not the euro, it's faith. That's right. You can get anything in the kingdom, but the only way to get it is through faith. Yes, sir. And then one of the four things that we have to have is a people. Every kingdom has have, have, have people, right? And guess who you are? You be the people. Amen. You are citizens of the kingdom of God. Amen. You have dual citizenship. Amen. Amen. And that fifth thing is a language, is a way to communicate. Yes, and that's your heavenly language. Amen. So continue to ask God for that. Continue to ask God for that. Now, even, now as your pastor, as you know, from week to week, um, I'm always asking the Lord of what what he wants to, to talk to us about. Not just you. What does he want to talk to us about? amen somebody because beware of a cook who won't eat his own cooking amen right so I, I gotta be able to feed myself first right so oftentimes oftentimes, man I'm always you know seeking him for, for, for what he wants to say to us or it can be something that I'm dealing with and I'll study it out and man say yes that's for me and also for the people because we study to live and preachers we preach to give so we have to have to get to a place where you know, we're going before the Lord and asking him about what we need. And isn't it amazing sometimes how you will come to a church service and you will hear a word and you may hear one portion of the word and that's the word that you needed. Amen. Amen. That's how God is, man. It's not me. It's the Lord. He is so incredible that he can meet the needs of every person here simultaneously at the same time. And they're all different needs, but it'll be one word an incredible God man that's the God that we serve. He's bad all by himself, baby. That's just who he is. So for me, you know, I always sometimes man I can be watching television. I can be doing certain things. I'll hear a word or I'll see something and man it'll prompt something in my spirit and God say seek it out. Okay. Or oh, he said I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. Amen. So now I'm back in school. Man y'all pray for y'all pastor. Lord Jesus, I ain't been back in school and Whoo, 20 some years. So I'm back in school. And um, one of my courses that I'm taking right now is called Introduction to Global Studies. Pretty interesting, pretty interesting. Real interesting, matter of fact. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I got one of our, our assignments. Um, well, well, let me hit this first. Well, a couple of weeks ago when I first started the course, they started talking about, now global studies is dealing with missions. So it's real interesting to me because I've never, myself personally, have dealt with missions or anything like that. We have went on some mission trips before. Fanny and I have been to, uh, been to Kenya. I've been there twice, and we had a chance to minister there. That was incredible, Incred- incredible time over there. But what blessed me is dealing with missions that I never realized is that Matthew 24 and 14, you don't have to turn there. I'm going to read it right quick. It says, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world, um, for a witness until all nations, somebody say all, oh. unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So sometimes uh, we, in our Western thinking, we think that everyone has already received the word of God. But I'm here to tell you, the word hasn't been preached all over the world yet. Go ahead. now. right. Go ahead. Not yet. There are still unreached people groups out there that have not received. This gospel. And we are so fortunate to be be able to know for a fact that we've already received the gospel. Amen, somebody. But there are groups out there that hasn't received the gospel. So that's why people go to, you know, they go to learn how to be become missionaries. To to be to be able to go out into mission groups, right? To be able to spread the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So last week. Last week, in our studies, we were talking about, um, we dealt with the world view and dealing with different cultures, right? So I had an assignment, so that's the buzzword that we have nowadays, the culture, right? What is the different, cu- I love our culture. Anybody love your culture? Yeah, man. I love our culture. Yes, sir. We're special, God, you're special. Hey, man, I ain't gonna get into that right now, but I had to write an essay, so in this essay, one of the things that I had to do—matter of fact, I'm gonna turn it in tonight—so y'all getting a preview. Pray for my grade. Praise, praise, <laughs> praise the Lord. Pray for my grade. So one of the things I had to do—I had to define worldview in my own words. So the instructor said, "Now, um, you know, you can't—you can't use the definition that's in the book. You can't use the definition of a worldview that's actually." you know, being defined out of the dictionary. So here's the Pete Pierce definition of worldview, right? So this is the first part of my essay. Y'all gonna grade me, okay? Okay, I'm gonna read it, verbatim. I mean, I said, a person's perspective, this is is what a worldview is. A person's perspective or point of view (laughs) is crucial in every aspect of life. Several factors can build on a foundational mindset or a core thought process, let's see. Several factors can, can build a foundational mindset or core thought process defined as a person's worldview. A person's worldview is the lens through which they see how life should be lived out based on the right or wrong information they have received because the information that has been experienced, passed down, learned or observed, Creating a belief and value system in which they live by. Charles H. Craft was one of the the um the writers, authors of the book, he likens it to as soil in which something grows. Quote, just as anything that affects roots of a tree influences its fruit, so anything that affects a person's worldview will affect the whole culture and course of the people who operate in terms of that culture. End quote. This example suggests that all the fruit that is grown as a result of being planted in this soil is somewhat affected. The fruit of culture culture is created based on the outer appearance of the fruit. What we see, we call that the culture. Right? It may have particular, it may have a particular texture, size, color, or familiar smell. But what is experienced as a as the fruit of the culture results from the world view. Lord, Lloyd E. Quest stated, at the very heart of any culture is its world view. I don't know what I'm going to get on that. I get A. get A, praise the Lord. So, so I'm going to just talk about what a world view is, and we're going to kind of tie it to our scripture and let you go home. Worldview is very important, so it talked about a culture is becomes who it is, and what I was trying to define here is basically trying to say that a culture is defined on the outside of what people believe internally, what their truths are, right? So we all have our culture, you know. uh, For us, you know, as as you know, African Americans, man, we got a cool culture. Collard green, cork bread, all that stuff is part of our culture, right? How we see certain things, how we do certain things is a part of our culture. And it's based on there's some internal worldview that we have. How do we see what we see even as we view things in the world? So, so you'll you develop this mindset of this, develop these habits, which becomes your culture based on the way mama did things, all right. right? Based on the way your daddy told you it should be. Right, based on how you grew up, based on the information that you received, based on the experience that you had in your life, it, 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 it generates or causes this culture to come. So how do you see, what's your worldview on certain things? How do you see it? And one of the things that blessed me, and even in this course, it was telling missionaries, you cannot go all over the world with your worldview. It can't be a Western worldview. It has to be, somebody say, it has to be a kingdom worldview. Amen. Matter of fact, the title of this message, message is having a kingdom worldview, mm-hmm. seeing above sea level. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? Having a kingdom worldview, seeing above sea level. Mm-hmm. See, because in the kingdom, you've got to see above sea level. That's right. Amen, somebody? Amen. So we have to learn, even when they're talking about these missionaries, when you go out to these, these, these mission fields and you're dealing with these, you know, unreached people, they're not going to see things the way you see them. Right? right. right. right? I'm talking about from a Western point of view. Right? right. right? So here, man, it's the blessing. So you go to a culture that it's okay to have two and three wives. They don't know nothing different. So now you cannot go over there with your Western point of view to say, I know what the Bible says. And listen, you got to let Jesus do the teaching. You just introduce them to him. Don't worry about your world point of view yet. You got to go in there with a kingdom point of view. And the kingdom point of view points everything to Jesus Christ. Jesus said this. He told the disciples, I'm going to make you fishers of men. He didn't talk to them about cleaning no fish. All right, all right, all right, yes, sir. All right, all right. amen. He said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Let me do the cleaning. Right. You just put them in the boat, baby, right. and I'll clean them up. So we cannot approach people with our point of view where we're trying to clean them up based on our experiences. Even the truth of scripture. Let Jesus do that. You point it to him and teach him about the scripture, he'll teach them how to get, you know, get rid of different things in their lives. Amen, somebody. That's how we have to do that. So now let's look at our text. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 through, through um, 9 is where I'm going to go. So verse 3, it says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. If a person does not know the Lord Jesus Christ, they are lost. Amen? I know it seems like they got it all together. I know it does. But if they don't know Jesus, I'm telling you, they're lost. That's the reality. That's the truth. And verse number four says this In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen. Now, who is the God of this world? What little g? Satan Satan is the God of this world, he's the ruler. Amen. He's the dictator. Right. Satan is the influencer right. of this world. Now the word world is the Greek word. It's spelled I, I'm spelled A-I-O-N. It's pronounced Ion. It's it's a world. It means this a space of time, an age, or a system. So Satan's Satan's world is why he's here. It's space of time. It's his order. It's a system that he's created. The world, we hear it all the time, the world system. Well, they do have their own system. Amen? Satan has created a culture in this world through his influences. We saw it from the very beginning. Remember we talked about that? Listen, I know who you are. It started in the garden. He influenced Eve. Influence And man, God has dropped some more. Nut. I'm going to go back to that a little later. But ooh, that's some more good stuff. But he's the influencer. He's the greatest influencer. In his culture, everybody does what everybody is doing. And that's how it is now. In, in, in this world culture, man, everybody does what everybody else is doing. That's the world. And here's the thing about the world culture. It changes right? It always evolves. But the thing about the kingdom of God, it never changes. It's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. His kingdom never changes. His, that world view, that kingdom point of view, it never changes. I don't care what the trends are, are in, in the culture right now, it never changes. It's the same thing. It's the kingdom point of view. Because, you know, in our culture, man, you just wait long enough. It's going to change. All the fads, they all change. It's so funny. Listen, this is quick commercial break. I'm going to go, right? You know, I'm not, I like commercials. Amen. I remember, man, my mom, she showed us this, uh, this yearbook, her yearbook. And I, I don't man, I guess she would have graduated in the 50s, maybe. Like the 50s. So she's showing me her yearbook, and, man, I tripped out. Because Kim, you know what? You know, we, we thought we were doing something with our high you know, high top phase. And you know, we had the hot, the you know, what is the high right, low left, the gumby, all the little haircuts. Allison looked like, what you talking about? <laughs> it's them haircuts that we used to have. Y'all know them haircuts we used to have. Man, and you know, we thought we was cool back then. This is, I guess this, this is about the 80s we talked. Yeah, the 80s, I, yeah. That's why y'all look at me crazy, the 80s. It was the 80s. And my mother was showing me one of her yearbooks and it tripped me out because all the brothers in the yearbook looked just like the brothers of today. They had the high ride, you know, the little little slant thing and all the hair. My mom said, man, we we did that back. Y'all ain't doing nothing new. It was nothing new. You remember the moonwalk? My mother was like, man, that's a camel walk. It's like... like, that ain't nothing new? Think Michael Jackson invented that? So my point is, things in culture, they're always changing. But listen, the kingdom worldview, the kingdom view, it never changes. It never changes. Right? So from a kingdom perspective, we look at someone who, you know, when y'all remember the platform shoes and all that stuff, who was cool and hip, God looks at that person the same way he does a nerd which we would consider a nerd. He looks at us all the same. It's through a kingdom mindset. Amen. So we can't, you know, we, we, we can't just put it on that. The, the, this world culture is a culture of corruption, confusion, and conclusion. It's a culture of corruption, confusion, and conclusion. Right? Come on, Corruption. Everything is is based on the foundation of deception. Corruption is based on the foundation of deception. And Satan has not changed his MO from the very beginning. So he tried to deceive Eve. Y'all know we live in a a corrupt society now. Amen. And the the thing that we're dealing with is is dealing Matthew 24 too, it's going to get worse in the world. But you are not of the world. You, listen, come on, you live in a different kingdom. But it is going to get worse for everyone here that's in this world. Everyone is cheating. They lying. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And all that's, all that, all that's coming in, into this world is corrupt. But go to John chapter 8 because Jesus told us about these things. John chapter 8 verse 44 from the New Living Translation, please. John chapter 8, verse 44. The culture of the world is corruption, confusion, and conclusion. And it says this: for you are the children of your father, the devil. And you love to do evil things that he you love to do the evil things that he does. We wonder sometimes, how can people do what they do in the world system is because of their daddy. That's right. I know that sounds hard but here, here's the reality if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and they have not been born again I'm talking born again their father is the God of this world my 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 it says he was a murderer from the beginning he has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him when he, li- when he lies It is consistent with his character. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So when the world does what they do, don't be surprised. And now I'm not being insensitive because there are some things that still would, you know, be like, oh, my God, I never saw that coming. But the enemy, man, he knew he knows what he's done. He's been corrupt from the very beginning. So everything he's doing is trying to influence people to do the things that they're doing. The world's culture is a culture of confusion. Come on, somebody. You talk about being confused. Just look around you. Open your eyes, amen, and look around you and see all the confusion that exists in the world. And it's all been orchestrated by the God of this world. Satan himself is the one who's orchestrating all the confusion that we're dealing with. We have gender confusion, political confusion, financial confusion, land confusion, racial confusion, border confusion, identity confusion, high power, who's in control, confusion. Amen. The Temptations had had it right back in 1970. Amen. Norman Whitfield wrote a song called The Ball of Confusion. That's what the world is today. Hey, hey. (laughs) Hey man, y'all remember remember that bass (laughs) line? Y'all stay with me now. (laughs) But they had it right. Listen to some of the lyrics of that song. It says, people moving out, people moving in. Why? Because of the color of their skin. Run, 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 but you just can't hide. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, Vote for me, and I'll set you. Vote for me, and I'll set you free. free. Make America great again. Oh, look at Kiko. Rap on, brother. Come on now. Rap on. Well, the only person talking about love, thy brother, is the preacher. And it seems nobody is interested in learning, but the teacher. You can't teach nobody nothing because they know it all. Segregation, determination, demonstration, integration, (laughs) aggravation, humiliation, obligation to our nation, right? Obligation to our nation, so we're going to have an insurrection. Confusion, ball of confusion. That's what the world is today. It says, the, the cell of peels at, at an all-time high. Young folks walking around with their heads in the sky. The city's ablaze in summertime. <laughs> and oh, the B goes on. Evolution, revolution, gun control, sounds of soul. Suiting rockets to the moon, kids growing up too soon. Amen. This was rolled back in the 70s. Right, yeah. Politicians say taxes will solve everything. And the band plays on. Mm-hmm. That's right. So round and around we go. Where the world's headed, nobody, nobody knows. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great, Google goo. Can't you hear me talking to you? Right. It's just a ball of confusion. Oh, yeah, that's what the world is today. Hey, hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. They thought they were just writing a song. But they listen, here's the thing. What they were doing is they were just they were writing about the culture they were living in. And it hasn't changed. Matter of fact, it's even getting worse. Amen. Amen. The world is confused, but you don't have to be. Somebody said, you don't have to be. Ball of confusion. Amen. Corruption, confusion, and conclusion. Now the world is also a culture of conclusion. Because all of this stuff, everything that everyone is striving to get, is gonna one day, somebody say one day, one day. it's gonna fade away. Turn to 1 John. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17 in the King James Version. The King James, you can't you can't take this stuff with you. Amen. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17. King James Version. Are you there? Amen. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any, any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, listen to this, the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. Every Sin, this is really, this is, this is the ingredients to sin. It's either going to be the, the, the lust of the flesh, it's going to be the lust of the eye, or it's going to be the pride of life. That's how it's manifested in our lives. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. Verse 17, it says, And the world passes away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth how long? Forever. Forever. The world is all about himself. Everything in the world is about me, myself, and I. They done created their own trium God. Me, myself, and I. That's what it's all always, always all about. And that's why I, when I saw this thing with Cal, like it blessed me so much, man. It, it I mean, it actually, man, it convicted me. Like Lord, I need to serve more. Amen. I have to serve you. Serve my wife. It cannot always be about me. See, that's the world point of view. But a kingdom point of view, it's always about the other person. Jesus came and did what he did. He died to save the world. He was already God. Mm -hmm. He already had the cattle on on a thousand hills. Mm -hmm. He was already completely whole. He was healed. But he said, no, make me a body. I'm going to go because I love them. Yeah. So everything that Christ did in the earth was not about him. It was always about us. That's right. Amen. Amen. So that's what we have to learn to do, man. We have to have a world, not a world point of view, but a kingdom point of view. Yes, we have to learn to see above sea level. Yes, sir. Amen, somebody. Amen. We have to learn to do that. Now back to our text, amen. We're gonna finish it out and we're gonna get ready to let you go home. Back to our text. I'm gonna see if I can get my musicians to play a little something. I don't know what they are gonna play. What y'all gonna play? (laughs) Let me see. Fanny said no. Nah, that's cool. I'm 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 gonna go go with this one, okay? Y'all just just play it softly. Yeah, right there, right there. Okay, back to our text. So now we're going to pick up um, verse number 5. Um, amen. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Now we're going to do this from the New Living Translation. Amen? There you go. Praise the Lord. New Living. And we're going to bring this thing to a close. It says, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we ourselves are his... are are your servants for Jesus Christ's sake. Listen, when I stand before you, whoever stands before you, it cannot be about us. No. Once again, whose church is this? It's his church. This is not my church. Amen. I'm the lead sheep. He is our shepherd. You know I had to say it. He's the center, the circumference, he's the base, the boundary, Of beauty, the sum of the substance of everything our life is all about. It's all about who? It's all about Him. So when we stand before you, we can't preach about ourselves. We can't preach about the haters. No, it ain't about that. It's all about who Jesus Christ is. Listen, if, if, if I can get you to focus on Him, He's going to take care of what you call so-called haters. If I can get you to focus on him, he's going to take care of all of your financial needs. If I can get you to focus on him, he will heal you in his body, in your body. But the focus has to be on, somebody say, it's on him. Verse number six, for God who said, let there be light in darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Verse number seven. We now have this light shining in our hearts. It lives on the inside of you. But we ourselves are like clay jars, fragile clay jars containing this this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. Amen, somebody. You are nothing but an earthen vessel. but, But listen, the power of the almighty God lives on the inside of you. So when God uses you to do something, it's not you. It's not you who's doing it. It's the one who lives on the inside of you. And as soon as we get that revelation, the more he'll do. Amen, somebody. Verse number eight. I love this. This is when you have a kingdom, a kingdom perspective, a kingdom mindset, a kingdom point of view. It says we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. Why? Because you're not seeing things <laughs> in a world's point of view. You're seeing them from a kingdom point of view. Right. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We are knocked down, but we are never destroyed. Satan would think sometimes he'll knock you down, but listen, but he can't knock you out. You in a fixed fight, baby. Listen, I don't care what the round is, you still won. You could be laying on the canvas with your mouthpiece hanging out, but the end of the fight is you still won. You still have the victory. Somebody shout, I've got the victory. You still have the victory. Now drop down to verse 16, New Living Translation. This is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. Verse number 18. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. That's what I'm talking about. You've got to be able to see above sea level, baby. You're not looking at the troubles that, 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 you, that you see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone. That nice house that you got? That bank account that you got? Oh, you can run 10 miles right now. Some of that stuff will soon be gone. But the things that we cannot see, the things that we cannot see will last forever. I know sometimes you know even we even myself man, I'm, you're going through in your body because you be feeling these little new things. They won't last forever. Right. Thank you. When you see them from a kingdom point of view, the troubles that you're going through, your way with children that you're dealing with, continue to pray. You got to see above sea level. You gotta see them living successful, holy lives. That's the first thing you gotta see. Hey, man, it's not about them being successful. It's about them being saved. Because if they're saved, I promise you, they'll be successful. Salvation is the key. We gotta see above sea level. It's more than what you see. Why? Because you are not of this world. You don't have a world's point of view. You have a kingdom's point of view. I don't care if they're giving everybody their pink slip. Listen, you say, my God's going to take care of all of my needs. I know why. Because he loves me. He loves you. So don't worry about a thing. Cast all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. He loves you. Amen, sometimes you know what you gotta do to the devil is show him your passport. I know, listen, it's just, show him your passport. I'm from another kingdom. I'm from another kingdom. No, you can't put sickness on me, why? I have diplomatic immunity. I'm immune to that, amen somebody. I'm immune to that, you listen, that's why, now listen, that's why you can pray for those who on purpose use you. The Bible says pray for those who despitefully use you. Why? Because you don't have a world point of view, you have a kingdom point of view. Amen, somebody. That's why you can pray for your way with children. You're not gonna tell them, no, you're gonna you be just like it. No, you ain't gonna say that. Regardless if the daddy was no good, the mama was no good, no. You're gonna say, yeah, I man, you great. Listen, God has so much in store for you. You are so, man, you're wonderful. You are saved. You are a king's king. You're a prince. You're a queen. Because we approach these things from a kingdom point of view. So the question is to you is how do you see it? We all have to learn to see above sea level. It's more than what we see with our eyes. Amen. So listen. I see this place full. Not because we're trying to put, you know, people in the seats. It's because people need to be saved. There's people who need to hear the word of God. Amen. I see us walking in that property because it's not fulfilling its purpose right now. I see it through the lens of the kingdom. Amen, somebody. We're going to have all the resources to walk in that place and do whatever we need to do. Why? Because we see it from the kingdom point of view. We are winners. Amen. We've already won. Somebody say, I've already won. Say, I have a kingdom point of view. And I see see above above sea level. Father, we bless you today. We magnify you, God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We thank you now, God, that you're causing us to see through the eyes of faith. Calling those things that are not as though they were because we see above sea level. Now, God, we thank you on today that the word of God that we receive today is going to be sealed in our hearts. It's going to bring forth fruit in our lives. God, we don't just come to gather just to have a good time. We come to gather to grow, to give you glory, to worship you. Now, manifest this word that we've, we've heard today in our lives. And thank you, God, that people and we're going to be able to see the fruit because of it. We love you, God. We love you so, so much. We love you so much. And God, I pray for everyone that's here, whatever the needs that they have, whatever it is, God, I thank you, God, that you're fulfilling that need even right now as we're we're speaking and praying. God, we thank you for healing. We thank you for reconciliation, family members, loved ones, God, we thank you for husbands and wives becoming getting on one accord. That's right. Amen. Thank you for that, God. We thank you for children and God for our teenagers. Put you first in everything that they do. God, we thank you for you giving them a direction, giving them something to pursue. Thank you, Lord. Anyone who's dealing with any kind of financial situations any financial problems God we pray that even now that God you're meeting their financial needs even to God if it makes even if it means them making adjustments in their budgets God they're gonna do it to give you glory because the givers father we sow unto you God he said giving it shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together running over shall men give to your bosom God our prayer is make us the man Make us the givers. Father, we bless you on today. We love you. Can do nothing without you. It's in the master's name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God shout it. Amen, amen. amen. Well, up to the Lord. Somebody bless Jesus today. Amen. Well, we pray that you've been blessed by that message. You can go ahead and get your... you for spending time listening to the Word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous day. Chris week